Hello, and welcome to Talking Sports with TK. I am Tommy Chrysan. Glad to be here. Glad to have you there. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please share it with all of your friends. This episode, Sports Takes. I'll be joined by Trey Blossman. We'll talk some LSU, some New Orleans Saints, some other sports takes for you. And don't forget about Tremonti's Meat and Seafood. They got the holiday menu, the fried turkeys, the smoked turkey, the rotisserie turkey, baked ham, turducken. Tremonti's Meat and Seafood can take care of you. Get your orders in now. Go to Tremonti's.com. You can order online. All the pricing information is there. Tremonti's Meat and Seafood in Baton Rouge. They do a great job. You'll be glad you stopped by. Taking orders now. You don't have to wait. Tremonti's Meat and Seafood. Tremonti's.com. Do check it out. Trey Blossom and I are going to talk some LSU, some New Orleans Saints, a few other things for you right here on this episode of Sports Takes on Talking Sports with T. Okay. Don't forget to connect with me on social media, Tommy Chrysan, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Talking Sports with TK has Facebook and Instagram as well. We're going to listen to a quick message from one of our sponsors, Anchor. Then we'll come back. We'll be joined by Trey Blossman. We'll talk some LSU. We'll talk some Saints all coming your way right after this pause on Talking Sports with TK. Stay tuned. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TK, I'm Tommy Chrysan, about to be joined by Trey Blossman for this week's episode of Sports Takes. we got a bunch of stuff to kick around with you, LSU, the Saints, and much, much more. Without any further ado, we say hello to Trey Blossman. Trey, we're into mid-November already. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Tommy. And You know, time is a blur. The calendar has moved very quickly this year. Uh, you know... Yesterday afternoon, watching the Saints game, as it started getting darker during the second half, I got that depression I get when the daylight savings time ends every year. And I'd gotten it before. Usually the first couple of days are really hard on me. But I decided yesterday, during the work week, it's not as noticeable. But on a Sunday afternoon, when you're sitting around watching a football game, you really notice because for the most part, most of the football season, after those three o'clock games, you still have an hour, 90 minutes of daylight. Now it's dark by the end of the third quarter. And uh, I just hate it. I I can't tell you how much I hate it, Tommy. I agree with you 100%. I don't like it in any way, shape or form, but it is what it is. And I guess we'll have to deal with that. And I guess other things are more important at this point in time. Trey, uh, LSU has not played football since Halloween, October 31st, uh, scheduled to play 11 a.m. in Fayetteville against a much-improved Arkansas team this year. Uh, Tigers last year were a 44-point favorite over Arkansas. This week, they opened up a three-point underdog. It's moved down to one and a half, uh, I looked, about an hour or so ago. Arkansas is better under coach Sam Pittman and quarterback Felipe Franks, a one-time LSU commitment before going to Florida. Your thoughts on the matchup with LSU and Arkansas? Coach O says they should have everybody out of quarantine and ready to go for Arkansas with T.J. Finley calling the shots at quarterback. Well, 
Tommy, I think we're going to find out a whole lot about what's going to happen in the remaining games this Saturday. Hopefully we will play. Uh, You know, we all know it's a lost season at this point, and it's easier to accept what's going on on the field when you position yourself with that idea. But I, I would hate to see this team just totally fold the tent and quit I don't care if they don't win another game, Tommy. I just want to see them playing hard. And uh, at this point in time, that, that's what it's all about to me as a longtime Tiger fan. I want to see them playing hard. And as we talked last week, I, I would love to go to a bowl game just for the additional practices, particularly for the young guys on the team. And uh, I do think LSU is an attractive take, even at, you know, with three wins, I think they're an attractive take for a bowl game because LSU has fans everywhere. And even if a lot of people don't travel, there will be Tiger fans in a lot of places that host bowl games. And I think some Tiger fans will turn out. I had mentioned Shreveport last week. At this point in time, that might be wishful thinking, but uh, I'm hoping that the people up there would see LSU as a draw, even if they don't win another game this season. Yeah, well, we don't know what kind of crowds are going to be allowed at bowl games and whatnot. But LSU, Arkansas are going to go. Arkansas is a lot better. Sam Pittman has made a difference with that team. Uh, Felipe Franks is uh, running a few more RPOs, and he's got you know the change of scenery thing for him. And they have played well. Got got toasted by Florida the other day, but Florida, like Alabama, toasts a lot of people. But I, I think it's a challenge for LSU, and I agree with you. Play hard. Do what you got to do. You're going to have T.J. Finley out there. Coach O said in the Monday presser that Max Johnson would also play. Hey, you know, they, they had the weekend off, hadn't played a football game. It'll be three weeks by the time they tee it up Saturday, and uh, we'll see if they can have some success. It was also announced today that LSU at Texas A&M on November 28, which is two days after Thanksgiving, is a 6 p.m. kick. Uh, for those of you that might be wondering about that. And again, the SEC put out a statement that all games on the 21st, including LSU-Arkansas, would go as scheduled. Everything else is subject to change conference-wide. So that memo was sent out. We'll just have to see how it goes uh, with that. Trey, uh, also on the topic of LSU football, a scathing article in the USA Today sports section. Anybody can go read it if they want about the covering up or the not properly reporting some sexual allegations by student athletes and and, uh, athletes of other sports against football players, namely Derek Geis and Drake Davis, two guys that are obviously no longer with the program. Uh, You know, and and I got to believe in today's world, LSU's crossing all the T's and dotting all the I's on on complaints of sexual abuse or or whatever. But uh, this article makes it appear that maybe they didn't, you know, do it thoroughly or didn't do everything they were supposed to do. It's a legal matter now. So there's no comment by coach. O. he made a, he read a pre, uh, he read a statement today at the beginning of his presser that didn't say a whole lot. And I know some others in the LSU athletic department have said, Hey, no comment. we got to let this thing play out, but uh, it's not a good look, no matter how you slice it, especially in today's society. But I got to hope that LSU uh, did follow all the guidelines and protocols. And, and and if there's a little something that slipped through the crack here, they need to learn from it. Well, absolutely, Tommy. And, uh, you know, you don't want to be the subject of these kind of accusations, certainly. Uh, 
it does look bad. It, it, it's a visual uh, bad look for LSU. But as we were talking before we started recording the podcast, uh, what are the potential impacts? And you mentioned the impact on recruiting. I don't know how protecting your players has a negative impact on recruiting. There might be one kid each year that is so ethically and morally pure that that would put him off. But the other 99 kids you're recruiting are going to be turned on by that. Well, early signing days, one month from today, December 16, LSU's got a lot of great verbal commitments. We'll see how that plays out. Elsewhere in the world of college football, we've already had some postponements for this coming week. Uh, Ole Miss, Texas A&M, to be, uh, one to be noted. That's two future LSU opponents. And, and the rest of the country's dealing with it, and I think everybody's kind of used to it now. You got to do what you got to do. And hopefully they can get as many games in nationwide uh, with college football. Well, yeah. Uh, you got to hope that the cancellations and the postponements go down instead of up. Uh, it's Things are tumultuous everywhere, Tommy. I mean, there's new outbreaks. I, I don't know the specifics of each little region, geographic region, as to why it may be happening. But remember when all this broke in the spring, and they said that there would be another swell of cases in the fall. Well, they hadn't been right about a whole lot of things concerning coronavirus, but they were right about that. We're certainly in the middle of an explosion of cases again. And, you know, I, I'm mentally fatigued from dealing with this. I was out Saturday and I called in some food to go. And when I went to pick it up, I walked from my car to the front door of the restaurant and realized I had left my mask in the car. And I was really aggravated that I had to walk back to my car to put on a mask, to walk into a restaurant, to pay and pick up food where there was a plexiglass shield between me and the cashier and no one else waiting. Yeah, That's, I... That said, okay, I'm fatigued. I'm tired of dealing with it. But I have to make a renewed effort to do the right thing because a I'm over 60 B I have high blood pressure and C I had pneumonia two years ago and I still have not cleared all the fluid out of my lungs. I don't want the COVID. I don't want coronavirus, but I'm tired of doing the things they tell me I have to do to avoid catching it. We have Thanksgiving planned for the family. We're going to have 30 people there. Uh, over half of those people do not live next to my mom and dad as I do and one of my brothers. We come in contact with each other regularly during the week, saying hello and going to visit. But I have brothers, two from out of state and one from the South Shore, that are going to bring their families here, and they're living in different environments than we are. How safe are we? My gut tells me, forget about it. Party with your family and have a nice day. But my survival instinct tells me I might be putting myself at risk. So what are we to do? Uh, I don't know if anybody really knows the answer to that. So, uh, you know, it, it's obviously affected the sports world. But as you said, it's affecting everyday life for human beings, whether they're picking up food, Thanksgiving celebration, Christmas is around the corner. You know, I don't know. I mean, do our office parties still going to exist? Uh, 
uh, Christmas dinners for the employees. I, I don't know. It might, might be a lot of gift cards being handed out or something. But, hey, we'll just have to see on that. Hey, before we shift gears to the Saints and the NFL, we remind you you're listening to Sports Takes. We like to drop this uh, podcast once a week, part of Talking Sports with TK, brought to you by Tremonti's Meat and Seafood in Baton Rouge. Go to Tremonti's.com. Place your Thanksgiving orders now. It's all online. You can do everything there. Trey Blossman, Sports Takes continues. We talked to Wallace Saints. I watched the game yesterday. They fell behind 10-0 to the 49ers, scored 27 unanswered in the midst of that. True Breeze gets hurt. We now know he'll be out minimum four weeks, it looks like, with broken ribs and a, and a collapsed lung. He, he did play a few series uh, after the injury occurred, although they're saying it was a combination of things. It wasn't that one sack. But the Saints found a way to win. They'll host Atlanta this coming weekend. I think Jameis Winston will look better with the reps that he'll get this week in practice as opposed to – you know, he didn't look real good, but no reps last week. The backup quarterbacks in the NFL get no reps during the week or very, very limited at the most. So it was the sixth win in a row for the Saints. This is the fourth season in a row when they've had at least a six-game win streak. They found a way to win. The playoffs started today. They'd be the number one seed in the NFC, which is important because seven teams in the playoffs, only one gets a bye. So uh, good news for the Saints is the win. Bad news is Drew Brees and other players, including Smith, the wide receiver, Hill, the tight end, uh, the lineman, Pete, and the Armstead. A couple other guys got banged up as well. Well, Tommy, relative to Traquan Smith, how that was not a penalty, I'll never know. They call penalties when you think they shouldn't. They don't call them when they obviously should. I saw this weekend numerous calls that were personal fouls, but they were not targeting. But they really were targeting, but they didn't call them as such. And on the play that Traquan Smith was knocked out, I thought that was an obvious targeting and should have been a penalty. Uh, the NFL officials baffle me sometimes, and I'll have maybe more on that later, depending on our timing. Uh, look, the Saints have to put on their big boy pants and go play without Drew and without whoever else is missing. Yeah, I expect that Winston will look a lot better next week after a week of practice as the starter. One thing that he will do, and I hope that we'll see it in the game plan, is he can try and stretch the defense by going deep. Drew's deep passes now are 20, 25 yards. They're not 40 and 50. And I say that maybe occasionally he completes a longer one. And this is not a knock on Drew. He's playing very, very well with the physical limitations that he has as a 41-year-old quarterback. His last few games have been nothing short of brilliant. And playing without him is definitely a loss. But I wonder if we don't expand the playbook a little bit and – see some stretches of the field with a guy who's got a big arm, Tommy. I agree with that. I think that's a very good point, and that's something they can work on this week. Uh, no question about that. And all the other guys that got banged up, hopefully they can, you know, whoever can go to they, they, The Falcons come to the Dome. They're going to have to run some guys out there, and hopefully they can take care of things uh, with that. Uh, around the NFL, a lot of exciting finishes. The Cardinals game, that was unbelievable play. 
still by, wondering by, about by Houston both Texans. Teams, with, yeah, by both you, teams. But Houston Texans is still, you know, no wonder they fired a coach. You got rid of Hopkins, who, uh, whether you like him or not, he's one of the best receivers in the league. But uh, certainly uh, some exciting stuff in the NFL. Obviously, the focus here in Louisiana is on the Saints. I know you have some other comments regarding the NFL. Well, you know, Tommy, that play that ended the Arizona-Buffalo game was a beautiful play by Arizona. And, you know, I was watching the game with my oldest son and we were talking about it. And I said, look, Arizona has one of the three quarterbacks in the NFL who can make something happen by making a play that's not a play. And by that, I meant biding enough time in the pocket to hit somebody down the field on a play that wasn't necessarily designed that way. He did that on the play before the touchdown, and he did it again on the touchdown, which was basically a textbook Hail Mary. What you have to say about that is the Bills had that play very well defended. There were three defenders and one receiver. The receiver high-pointed the ball and came down with the catch. Brilliant play by Hopkins. But the Bills were there, and you know the Bills had just had a heck of a drive to score what they thought was the winning touchdown in this game. Uh, an excellent NFL football game. If the NFL is going to rebuild its television fan base, games like that are going to go a long way towards doing that, Tommy. I agree with that uh, very, very much. I know you had some comments overall about officiating. You touched on it early, but earlier, but if you want to re- elaborate, go ahead. Okay. All right. Yesterday in the Saints game, San Francisco was running a play. There was an obvious block in the back during the play. The officials stopped the play. They blew the whistle and didn't let the play finish out. Yeah, they called the proper penalty on San Francisco, and they backed them up 10 yards. But who's to say that the Saints don't force a fumble tackling the guy and decline the penalty and take the football? I've never, ever seen the referees blow a play dead during the middle of the play after a penalty. Heck, they let some of these rugby scrums scrubs go on for five and six seconds where the pile is being pushed around and they won't blow the whistle, but they did blow the whistle during a live play. It blows my mind, and the TV announcers didn't say one word about it, Tommy. Well, the officiating, you know, in the big picture, they get more calls right than they get wrong. But everybody, but it's magnified with replay and the fact that people know football and, and everybody can see things that you maybe didn't see 25 and 30 years ago when you didn't have all the camera angles and the HD TV and 4K TV, all that stuff. But, you know, I, I think these officials, I think they – they work like somebody's looking over their shoulder. And I mean, I can't tell you how many times they, they don't make a call or like when these guys dance near the sideline and dive for the cone of the end zone, they got to look at each other to try to figure out what happened. I mean, it's hard. I mean, I, I, I know I couldn't officiate an NFL game. These guys are so big and fast and strong and stuff happens quicker than a blink of an eye. But, you know, that that's why you have replay to try to correct some things like the targeting call on Traquan Smith for, from the Saints yesterday, that, that should have been a penalty. There's, there's no question about that. Yeah, you know, nothing happened. He'll probably get fined, but he didn't get a penalty during the game, which could have had an effect on the game. So I agree with you. This officiating, it, it, many times it's suspect, and it, it causes frustration for the fans. Well, Tommy, we've talked about that as the athletes have gotten better in the NFL, 
stronger, faster, that the F, uh, NFL officials should be getting younger, stronger, and faster. And to some degree, that is happening. But we also seeing a pretty significant increase of women officials in the NFL. And yeah, diversity, great, okay? You know, coexist, great. That does not help officiating in the NFL by creating more jobs for women. I think it's a ridiculous thing. People can say I'm a sexist, I'm a pig, whatever. Women have no place officiating NFL football games, Tommy. I agree with that. It's something I've said for a couple of years. I think they need to add two officials to the field to to give better coverage. I, I hearken back decades ago when they added a third basketball official at the collegiate, professional, and even high school level to better officiate the game. And that worked like a charm. So why not with, with the speed and the increased skill sets that these football players have and these quarterbacks can throw a, a line you know, throw a bullet 40 yards diagonally across the field and change everybody's eyesight. I mean, put put some more refs out there. I know they can afford it. That's not the issue in any way, shape, or form. But, you know, it, it makes too much sense, I guess. All right, Trey Blossman, yeah. any other final comments? Well, I would just say if you have to have women officiating the game, put them on the chain gang. <laughs> uh, and, and, look, I, I said I was watching the game with my son yesterday, and – there was a particular play, I don't even know if it was the Patriots game or the Saints game, where a flag was thrown when a defender made a play, and we both looked at each other, and he goes, what was that for? What was that flag for? And this was my comment, Tommy, and this is a sad indictment on the state of the NFL at this point in time. I said, that penalty was for making what appears to be a football hit. <laughs> Okay. That's a that's a strong indictment. No question. It, it is, Tommy. It is. Hey, want to remind want to remind folks later in the week we'll have a bunch of picks for you uh, here on Talking Sports with TK Trey Anthony Gallo and I combined to go fourteen and three with our college football picks last week. So you know, g- give us a shout this week. Uh, uh, Trey's picks will drop NFL and NCAA on Thursday. Anthony Gallo and I with the Coonass and the Redneck podcast. That'll be Friday morning. So hopefully you can uh, check that out, maybe have some fun and win some money. Trey, we look forward to getting your picks on Thursday and hope you have a wonderful week. Thank you, Tommy. Same to you. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.